0: Hey everyone, welcome to series two of the ultimate TV podcast, Soap from the Box, the show where we go behind the scenes of some of the nation's favourite shows, Coronation Street, EastEnders, Emmerdale, Hollyoaks, and Australia's finest, Neighbours and Home and Away. I'm Lee Salisbury and I directed all of the UK soaps for over 10 years and in this podcast I speak to some of the biggest stars of those shows. There are two episodes every single Sunday this season of Soap from the Box. The other one is online now, so download that and listen to it after this. But this one that you're about to listen to is one of my favourite actresses from so many of my favourite shows, including Dinner Ladies. Enjoy. Okay, so my guest today was born in Oldham. She's got many strings to her bow. Music videos, theatre, singing, author, and one of our most successful television actresses, known to comedy fans as Anita in Victoria Woods' Dinner Ladies, and to soap fans not only as Farrah in River City, but also to the nation as Sanita in Coronation Street. Shobna Galati, hi, are you? Yeah. So I always start um, Shobna with a memorable moment, and my one of the memorable moments with you actually is I did, the, I directed the 2010 Children in Need uh, Coronation Street Meets EastEnders called. East <laughs> Which we did. Do you remember you had a bit of an Asian off with Nina Wadia, I remember, at the beginning?
1: absolutely. I mean, I think perhaps, you know, the subversion of the stereotype was a bit much for some people, but for us, it was really good because, you know, in a sense that, you know, when you get a a job on a soap opera and you are an actor uh, from a particular heritage and of colour, sometimes you get sort of Drawn into the politics of all of that, Nina Wadia, who was in EastEnders, she and I have been friends for a long time, and we had our first job together. Oh you really? Know, we well, my first stage job was with Nina uh, as an actor, uh, uh, so it was it was kind of lovely to learn the ropes. And uh, oh, I just got I'm just going to go backwards a little bit here because you know, in the dressing room on yeah. the first night, she got these flowers. And I just thought, oh, flowers, uh, you know, that's amazing. She goes, oh, it's a tradition, you know, this is what, you know, happens on first night or press night. And I went, oh, right, brilliant. I'll let everybody know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, never had them.
0: What, you've never had them?
1: Well, I, I have later on in life from, you know, various various love interests
0: along <laughs> right, okay, the yeah
1: um, but uh you know only the ones that kind of are in the know
0: oh right okay yeah no it is a really old fashioned thing that isn't it i remember barbara yeah. telling me about it how i remember going to her dressing room she had like a florist in her dressing room on the first night
1: i know and then i you know lucky lucky for b really because you know she It's interesting. I've learned, I learned a lot from her as well, you know, along the way, every time I met Barbara, uh, she would always show me the way. Yes. You know, in in inimitable fashion, really, she was just wonderful at making sure that everybody knew that uh, if you were working, this is what you were doing. And, you know, this was your availability. And uh, this is what you have been doing if you weren't working at that moment. So she was always the person to stand with at one of these parties because she'd make sure that you were introduced so to cool. the right people. so actually. adept at it, you know, adept at, uh, adept at you know, helping you find
0: another job. When she left EastEnders, I said to her, You'll be so missed because you just, she's like the glue that holds things together, isn't she? It's that real old professional thing about her where she just you know, is, is she just a major that everyone looks up to. She everyone looked up to her, didn't they?
1: It's because she she was incredibly supportive of everybody and especially, I think, um young women in the industry. Yeah. And and then the people coming after her. You know, instead of instead of shutting the doors like some whose names
0: I will not <laughs> We won't go into now. <laughs> no,
1: yeah. So she was not like that at all. She was very open.
0: And I mean, we brought up the, the thing that we did in East Street, which was obviously quite close to the line. Oh, there. yes. And this
1: is what I was saying, you know, well, let's go right back to that, is that, you know, there's a lot of pressure on us to, you know, to be to be that stereotype in who yeah. in whose ever mind, whether it's in the minds of the writers, the producers, the the execs, the people who run the channels or never mind just the soap opera or indeed in the minds of those who are watching you know, whether we conform to what they want us to be. And, you know, it is very lonely, that experience. So, you know, Nina and I had often shared chats on the phone. And, um, you know, when Children in Need came up, it was, you know, wonderful to work with you because you were very open to the idea of having having this hashtag Asian off, which is, you know, who is the most stereotypical?
0: <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's kind of cheek. Which one wins, you know?
0: Tongue and cheap, but important to kind of do that. And then, so it's not just a big serious debate, you know, that people can, it, it raises the question in a different way. Because when you joined, obviously, you had that, people against the character saying, oh, it's reinforcing negative stereotypes because she came in, obviously, from an arranged marriage. Nina yes, but the, the,
1: the wonderful thing was, you know, even though I knew that that was going to be possibly the storyline, <clears throat> is when I went for the audition and it was with a producer called Jane McNaught. And uh, she, I went into the room and and she said, "Um, you know, we're going to try and make you related to death like a cousin. And I went, please don't (laughs) do (laughs) that. Because it would be great, you know, not to have every person of our heritage related on Related
0: to each other, yeah. Yeah.
1: But secondly, um, it would be great to just leave it open to story possibility. Yes. And she was very, and she was very, very behind that. I mean, I know that was my audition. And, you know, I possibly, you know, stuck my head a little bit above the parapet and spoke out. But she was, you know, she was excited by that.
0: And that- that's when you say that, Shobna, because Nina, almost in her auditions, I no wonder your friend, she had said to them, actually, you know, can we just, can you not think, about them being Asian and just think about them being characters exactly. <laughs> let, let the religion be the second handed thing and then this family might work
1: well exactly that and then I will come on to the bit about the arranged marriage because it, you know then when I got the job I I just said wouldn't it be really interesting to look at her as a young woman who's just had cold feet yes um you know and you know it in in my life in my life i know people who have had introduced marriages and had cold feet you know arranged marriage has all these kind of cultural connotations you know arranged marriages become really weaponized you know in the yes
0: totally
1: the, so it's kind of like you know the honor and forced marriage and all of these things which do exist but not in in the world that the character was coming from and I just I, I just said it would be lovely to just look at her as a human being, as a person who's had cold feet. You know, and try and bring some of my thoughts to the table to make her a person that I knew. Yes. In terms of that, I I thought and thought and thought about my own background. You know, I was I was married young, you know, part way through my marriage I got cold feet. Yeah. And I felt that I'd let everybody down because, you know, the wedding had happened and, you know, all this money was spent and it was, a you know, a great big affair. So I took that into Sunita and thought about her. All of this is all got ready, you know, arranged, not in an arranged way, but, you know, everything's been set. The date's been set, you know, yeah. venue's been booked. The food's been, you know, organised, all of that. and And she runs. And what running away from all of that brings to the table.
0: Let's talk about Corrie. When you joined Corrie, I mean, was it um, something in your, you know, had you been a Corrie fan? Because obviously it's just one of those shows that's an institution and I always imagine joining as an actor, no matter how experienced you are, must be quite nerve-wracking.
1: Well, to be absolutely uh, straight with you, it's it, it was my mum's favourite show.
0: Oh, wow. Of all time.
1: Of absolute all time, you know. In fact, it was the show that nobody could speak through. Right, where you could just watch it and perhaps record it on a video cassette recorder. (laughs) Um, One of those. It was the time where you know, mum would make sure we'd all add our tea.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: (laughs) I mean, if you even stepped into the room, you got the look of death. So it wasn't that, you know, what the newspapers first reported about me, that my mum learnt English from Coronation Street. No, right, okay. Absolutely not. My mum was born in England, actually. She could speak English, of course she could speak <laughs> She
0: was born in England.
1: My mum learnt the ways of the north from Coronation. Coronation
0: Street. Right, I see.
1: At least Coronation Street opened her eyes wide to the, you know, the kind of that dry sense of sarcasm that we have in the north
0: that's amazing then so really it was part it was a staple of her life from when she was that young then well, she
1: quite... loved it from day
0: dot yeah that's incredible I mean that is amazing that a program is there for someone that long so she said the pressure was really on you then
1: well yeah the, the interesting thing is is and, and when we talk about the book we'll, we'll come to that the interesting thing is is that when I joined she sort of disassociated me a right bit.
0: I see I see
1: all the people she loved and then there was her daughter <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, often my mum would go, oh, uh, I love that Karen, which was uh, Saran Jones. Oh go, my, okay. Do you do, you, do you not want my car that says, you know, dear Asha, best wishes, you know, brackets, Sunita. <laughs> I really, really want cast cards from, you know, <laughs> Karen. <laughs> So we used to laugh about that in the green room.
0: You did know. she like the character though? Did she like Zanita?
1: I think so. I think so. I think I think she was just she was a little bit uh, she she loved she loved Dev, right. and you know she did hope that they would fall in love. And then you know, being from Manchester and being in that show. That's a massive achievement. I mean, I, I never thought that, you know, I was a, I was a dancer to start with in my life. And, you know, I was also a model. I just hate that model-turned-actress kind of, <laughs> kind of uh, whatever vibe that goes on. MTA, isn't it? People go. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. MTA. Did you go for EastEnders as well? Yeah, I was in EastEnders before I was in Coronation Street. Oh, I didn't know you were in EastEnders. I, that didn't come up on my research. Well, did you...
1: the interesting thing is, is the same week I went for both auditions. Oh, wow. So one was to play a regular, i.e. Sunita, and the other was to play a guest uh, social worker.
0: Oh, right. Okay.
1: So I went down to London to read for Amina. And then I went into my... And I remember dressing up for each, each audition, one to try and just hide the fact that I'm quite childish.
0: <laughs> one to look really serious social worker type. You're
1: serious social worker type, you know, in a skirt
0: and... Then... <laughs> yeah, power suit kind of thing.
1: And then the other one was to play this character, Sunita, who'd what run... What did it you out.
0: change into for Sunita then? What did you go
1: well, I wore uh, brown flared trousers, and a tight brown top and loads of jewellery and hoop earrings.
0: Right, okay.
1: And I just thought, I think she's she's a one-insenator. is Sinita. She's <laughs> yeah. got a bit of sass. She's just a bit sort of in herself a little bit. Then, of course, they put me in an orange pullover. <laughs> <for my birthday. laughs> of course they did. So then by this Friday, I think it was, I was there and, and my agent phoned me and she went, oh, you better sit down. She said, well, you've got two jobs, love.
0: Oh, my God, that's amazing.
1: EastEnders have said yes, and so is Coronation Street. And I went, w- in my usual fashion, can I do both?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you probably go down in history. I bet you're the only person that's been offered EastEnders and Coronation Street on the same day.
1: Oh, well, I think I probably am. I'm not the only person to have been in
0: both. both. no. <laughs> but, I mean, to be offered to two, two of the biggest shows on TV on the same day is quite a feat.
1: It was a feat. So Amina was in for six episodes, so I did six episodes. Amina Badawi, she sounds a little bit like a newsreader. Um, (laughs) But she, um, I wasn't very good, I don't think. Anyway, (laughs) um, I was a bit sort of boring, I think. I took Sonia's baby. As a guest in any long-running soap opera, you are a tool to move the story on. You're not necessarily a character.
0: Which is a hor- horrible way to look at it, but true.
1: It's true. And consequently, I can safely say I was a bit shit. <laughs> so anyway, it, it was only for a period of time.
0: And then you, get, and then you got Corrie.
1: And he did shoes for kid, so
0: <laughs>
1: did the job.
0: I think what's great about Corey is there's so many character actors as well. So there's so much to kind of...
1: I mean, do you know that Snoop Dogg... Is an absolute mad fan of Coronation. Street. Is he? Absolutely doesn't miss an episode.
0: That's brilliant. Snoop Dog, Anthony Hopkins, Derek Jacobi, Julie Walters. Ian Kat Tilsley said the Queen has got to love Coronation Street. I mean it's got to be the Queen's face. Surely the Queen loves it. I can't see her loving East
1: Well, I met the Queen. She was so funny, she went, end. You <laughs> run the corner shop. Oh. Me? Yeah, she knew because. Oh,
0: you see, there we go.
1: I've ended up being on a stamp as well. Haven't I? Have you? Yeah, me and Dev, me and Jimmy. That's um, brilliant. We're on a stamp. We're on the, you know, the commemorative stamp for. That's amazing.
0: You know, that's the kind of thing you can't even dream of having, isn't it? Like That's brilliant. Let's quickly go back to... So before we move on from Sunita, Mm. I'm just going to go through her storyline. So, I mean, it's quite amazing, actually. She escaped an arranged marriage, diagnosed with an aneurysm and a brain tumour, was imprisoned, held hostage, gave birth to twins, became a single parent, survived a tram crash, an affair... Trapped in a fire at the Rovers, and then got killed off in hospital. I mean, quite an adventure. Do you know
1: what those people who didn't like me tried to kill me a lot of times? <laughs> there
0: was a lot of near death there, wasn't? There, there was a lot
1: of near death. I think they got me at last. They had. Uh...
0: <laughs> now I'm going to get. I
1: do feel a little bit like Joey and Friends, you know, you know, because you know, he's always if you get the script where you're in the lift.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, that's you've gone. But yeah I always got the script where something you know completely
0: tragic happened <laughs> now I'm gonna give you a quick to see if you can remember about Sunita because it just brings up some other stuff to see if you get a quick quiz so who did Tracy Barlow let slip to that Sunita didn't want to marry him?
1: It yeah, was it Keith Duffy?
0: Yes, that's it Kieran yeah
1: Kieran. I almost married Kieran.
0: Right, your next question, Shoma, is why was Sunita arrested on her wedding day to Dev?
1: Because she was apparently a bigamist. Because Maya Sharma had um, opposed as me because you know all Asians look alike. <laughs> so he'd managed to do this, and she'd married a whole heap of people. Illegal
0: immigrants. I mean I shouldn't laugh. If something makes me laugh that she pretend to be you and married seven illegal immigrants and not
1: difficult, Which is not difficult as I said, because you know lots of people confuse us because apparently we all look alike. <laughs> so, this is tongue in cheek listeners, you know it's <laughs> yes, very tongue in
0: cheek listeners. Really
1: <laughs> yeah, she managed to impersonate me. Not that I suppose that Sasha who played my Sharma, would be completely happy with the fact that we got confused. Yeah, that's what happened. And then Tanita got arrested so that Maya could have his, her wicked way with Dev. But Dev didn't love Maya. No, so he
0: loved Tanita.
1: Absolutely. Um, absolutely. She just decided to behave completely inappropriately and kidnap Tanita and tie her to the cooker while she rowed with Dev. And set the corner shop.
0: On the back. <laughs> it was just a normal week, really. Do you know what I mean? Of a relationship in yeah. is it great when a partnership works like that? Do you know what I mean? And you know you're part of a really strong on-screen couple.
1: Yeah, it is great. I think Jimmy and I always had, um you know, as a as people between us, we we were always quite fiery between us. You know, our relationship as friends was always quite fiery. And in fact, I brought that to the table with Jane McNaught in my first audition. I said, Jimmy and I know each other. And she said, I can see how that could work. You know, we've always had that kind of a relationship that is sort of like a a sibling rivalry. Yeah,
0: brother. I was going to say it reminds me of a brother and sister relationship, that.
1: Yeah, so that kind of like one-upmanship that we had as, you know. So it that kind of worked in a romantic sense as well, because it suited our characters. That she'd give him grief and he'd give her more grief. It did bring a little bit of life, you know. With, I one of my favourite scenes with Jimmy it is it's just an everyday one in the corner yeah, shop you where know, yeah. are um just I'm doing the um, I'm pricing with the pricing gun because that's what you do in the corner shop.
0: That's a, all you do. That's all you
1: do. And we just. It's almost like a little bit, it's a little nod to Bollywood because we chase each other around the shop, pricing each other.
0: (laughs) Right, okay.
1: And and, and it's got that kind of sort of romance about it, everyday romance. This is the Coronation Street romance about it, slash Bollywood, that I really, really like. And it really, you know, shows the chemistry.
0: Between you both, yeah. And I think think he's one of the characters that's, Missed that since. I mean, I think there's a lot of people who have been in partnership. I think, say, for Sally.
1: Yeah, well, they should bring her back. I mean, they should bring Sunita back as the twin because Sunita had twins. So they could, if they were serious, they should bring me back as his twin, as Sunita's twin.
0: Oh, that would be so fun. Yeah, the
1: mean, the mean, the
0: mean twin.
1: The mean twin. Like
0: Phoebe yeah. and Friends when she played both, and one of them was really mean. Right, the yeah. final question on Corrie before we move on to other stuff is: Who does Who does Anita find setting fire to Jason Grimshaw's building materials? Becky. Oh no, it was Carl. I've got Carl Monroe. Oh, when we were having the affair, the affair, yeah, which was John McVie, who was Stella's husband. And I only bring that up because when so when things like that happen, would you be surprised? Would you open a script and find out, oh, God, she's going to have an affair? Or would that be something talked about beforehand?
1: So Sometimes you, you know. But, it, I mean, I always knew I was going to die.
0: Yeah, that wasn't just a shock on the day.
1: No, I did. it wasn't a shock on the day that was
0: going to die. <laughs> I knew
1: I was going to die about three, four months before it happened. But, no, I didn't originally know I was going to have an affair with Carl Monroe. That that would eventually lead into uh, Sunita's death because
0: oh, the demise yeah
1: demise because uh I'd re-signed so dying came as a shock three months into my
0: oh right so it's time for another year and then the, the death come up I mean I mean obviously these things happen don't they so different people have different views of dying in a soap obviously if you don't want to go but it's kind of like it a close if one good point is it closes the door and you can't go back but then obviously the bad side of that is you can't go back I mean some people say it gives them closure would you have preferred not to have died in it
1: um. Well, it's given me closure, that's for sure. Uh But uh yeah, um, I mean, yeah, it's it's quite good to close the door on Sunita as the character that I played for so long. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, that's nice. I think in a different in a different space in my head, you know, because uh, money for kid shoes. It's kind yeah, of. It's um, nice to go back. It would be nice to go back because you know as an actor it's really hard isn't it and so you know in terms of any kind of security that you might want to have um you know that's that's now you know the possibility of pension has gone now so it's like you know Akshay's gonna have to buy his own shoes (laughs) yes what I do find sad about not being there is uh, my friends who are still there yes yeah and you know the, the friendship i made with uh kate ford who plays tracy barlow you know is still very 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 strong and I, you know we often you know reminisce and laugh that you know when sunita arrived on the street she she, she had many affairs with different men
0: <laughs> as um, everyone does again it's the that's the uh, that's your uh what's it called
1: Modus operandi.
0: Yes, yeah, and that's your initia- initiation. To have lots
1: of The interesting thing is, is then when Kate arrived to play Tracy Balloway, I met her in the Rovers on her, one of her first days, and I said, "Where are you in the building?" And she said, "Oh, I'm just up in this room at the top." And I said, "Oh, I used to live there <laughs> and when I first arrived." I said, "I'm going to ask. Do you want to move in with me?" <laughs> And she did. Oh,
0: amazing.
1: And we moved into this dressing room and we laughed and laughed and laughed because we put up pictures of everybody Sunita and Tracy had had. On the
0: <laughs> so the wall was covered.
1: The wall was covered. Eventually, Tracy Barlow took over.
0: Yeah. Oh, Tracy. Oh. Kate, I love. I mean, There's. she's one of the people that you just, it's a joy working with. Kate, but it's also enjoy joy working with Tracy Barlow.
1: Yeah, Tracy Barlow is an iconic character. She is,
0: she really is.
1: Best written characters and, and performed by Kate, um, you know, because completely opposite.
0: Totally, to you going to find someone.
1: On her. the other side of, you know, I don't know, on the complete other side of the wall in a different place. Yes, mm-hmm. I
0: always, because that's the thing, isn't it, with soap? I think, oh, especially when you're there for a long time, unless you've got a real character character, I think it's quite easy for a lot of people to almost start blending into themselves. So I love, I think it must be nice for you, uh, you know, when you get a character that's so not really you, it must be mm-hmm. great because you can go to work and be something else properly.
1: Yeah, and no, no, I think I just, anyway, we, we uh, she, she often sort of texts and says, I wish you were here.
0: I know, I, that's you know,
1: And then there's a longing and a nostalgia for that
0: past. It really is a, um, I mean, I made the big decision to leave after 10 years, all of them, because I just wanted to do other stuff. But it's a big decision because they are families, aren't they? I mean, I when I remember we, when I first started doing EastEnders after doing Emma Down and Corey for so long, I felt like I was cheating.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, you, you, you do feel you do feel like that, you know, when you let a character go when you shed her skin. But that's if you're allowed to. And I have to say, you know, being allowed to shed Sunita has been quite a struggle for me,
0: yeah,
1: you know, I have had casting directors say, but she was so iconic but then again, you know, so was Karen, so was Becky, so was Haley, you know, so I just feel like sometimes they put more hurdles in front of me yeah. um, um, you know, i've I've jumped over, and I'm not going to sort of sort of sort of sit in the bath and go oh. I could do that, but I've just—it's not for them that I do what I do. I just, well, you know, will carry on and reinvent myself. and yeah. not for anybody else.
0: And you know what? I think with the other actresses as well, I think it still takes that other one role. I mean, people have given them the chance for them to shed that skin because otherwise, you know, is yeah, I love
1: the chance. I mean, if anybody's listening who wants to write me a role,
0: yes. And- a new Doctor Foster.
1: Absolutely, because, you know, in the words of Diana Ross, I'm still waiting. <laughs>
0: yes. So, I mean I... probably now more known, will be remembered for Doctor Foster. It's probably hard to shed that now for her. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of almost another hurdle when you become I remember Jenna Coleman, my friend from Emmerdale, mm. who's obviously now doing amazingly, but she went to do Doctor Who and she was really debating whether to do Doctor Who because she was like kind of just I'm trying to shed Emmerdale and if I do Doctor Who, it's <laughs> a whole nother layer to shed to shred.
1: Sure. Sure. So you, you've you got to put it with you've got to put it with all those other things that people want to throw at you as well. Being a woman, being of a certain age, being of color, all of these things, you know, yeah. you know, and, you know, and then on top of that, when you're a woman in this industry, there's this sort of really it's sort of the pressure of being beautiful on oh, top crazy. of
0: that. Yeah.
1: Pressures to be not old, to be of a skirt and skin tone to be of a certain feature. You know, all of those things, you know, I just feel like it, it is It is hard. But as I said, you know, I'm continuing running around the track along with everybody.
0: Yes, with the hurdles. But it's interesting you bring that up and it's good to talk about this because actually a lot of my female actor friends have said that there's a real gap in working between basically when you're younger it's great and then it's really until you're playing the mum or the nan. You know, there's a real... It's-
1: I'm having a problem trying to get mum. Oh, are you? I am a mum of somebody who's 26 years old.
0: I know, which I find unbelievable, actually, but yeah.
1: Why is it unbelievable? I had sex and made a baby. I <laughs> know? No,
0: no, no, not that. Just because you do look really young. You do look really young.
1: <laughs> Me, I'm 54. We need to be offered the opportunity to play. That's, it. That's what I am. I'm an actor. I've had to play in my 20s when I've actually been in my 30s. So why can't I play <laughs> my age?
0: Yes, exactly. If I've
1: been successful enough to play Sanita who arrived in the street at twenty-three, when I was actually twelve years older than that, then why can't I play my
0: age? Ending Coronation Street. Then let's go on to. Chauvner. you grew up in the Sulkham area of Openshaw, Manchester. And I didn't know, I, I read that you were one of your friends back early years with Sarah Lancashire.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I was born in Oldham and I, yes. And uh, Sarah and I went to school together.
0: Which is amazing. It's one of those full circle things, isn't it?
1: It is one of those full circle things because, you know, when I, I've actually got to work with Sarah since, and we do, we're in the film everybody's talking about Jamie together.
0: Yeah, which I'm going to talk about, which that's that that was kind of what I meant for, was it like one of your latest things, working with her, which is incredible. Again, it's kind of one of those weird things that happens, isn't it? In the I world. Know,
1: it was so weird because, you know, Sarah and I, and I sat in the in, in the makeup training and went, why have we, why have we never worked together before? <laughs> and then, you know, there was a shorthand to our chemistry again. Yes. You know, it, it, and I felt like I was cheating, and she said too. She said, we feel like I feel like we're cheating a bit, don't you? She said, "Yeah, because we don't have to work at anything. We know it, each- <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah."
1: <laughs> and we know each other in quite a particular way.
0: Um, but so, one of your first gigs, which I love because you said you're a dancer earlier, was actually in Boy George's music video for "Bow Down, Mister." Um. So- I mean, I'm thinking of you as J-Lo now because that's how she starts as a dancer in Janet Jackson's music video. Not
1: quite (laughs) J-Lo.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know. The UK's J-Lo. So how was that?
1: I'm still still Shobana from the block.
0: You're still Shobana from the block. (laughs) As if she's still J-Lo from the block. Um, But what was that like? I mean, uh, mean, amazing. I love the fact you've been in a music video. I've
1: been in a few music videos, actually.
0: What else have you been in?
1: I'm not going to tell you that.
0: Oh, go on.
1: Because why not? Why not just leave it there? Why not just have okay, No,
0: we'll just leave it there. We'll leave it with Boy... Is it a good one, though, that one? Yeah, it's
1: another good one. Yeah, in the 80s and 90s, there was a huge sort of... You weren't selling the tune. You were selling the video.
0: Yes. Oh, totally. I mean, Madonna changed all that, made music videos kind of works of art.
1: Oh, yeah. they. I mean, they are little short films, aren't they? I mean, yeah. I still think that... Um, Unfortunately, we're just so overexposed to everything now. We've become a little bit numb.
0: To- yeah, well, and also there's no money. that It's pointless to money into a music video now when you can just TikTok a clip.
1: It was one of my pathways, you know, it was one of my pathways in.
0: Into the, yeah. Into the industry, yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, a load of pathways in, really. I just remember having to wear a swimsuit and walk around the hippodrome. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking, have I had the, the wax... You know,
0: what was
1: that you know, for well I don't know I don't know it was an advert for something or oh a, right
0: okay you
1: no know, it's high cut swimsuits and you know being of the heritage I am you know that was quite hard to negotiate <laughs> <laughs> around my waxing sessions
0: and what were your family what did your family think of your career path early on I mean were they were they happy you parading around and and doing music videos
1: the interesting thing was that my mother and father both encouraged me to dance because I was a very much a a quiet child. They were quite worried about me, (laughs) Um, because, you know, in social circles as well, I'd be, in inverted commas, painfully shy.
0: Oh, right, okay.
1: You know, in the house, I was, you know, I was just the, the, the annoying child to contend with, but outside, you know, I'd just be quite quiet. Right. I have two older sisters and one little brother, you see one of the things to my sisters were in they were they were in a pop band and i ri- i write about this in my book it, um they're in this pop band called um the golden eagles and, and they did you know abba and bollywood right you
0: know <laughs> as you do yes, you do yeah but that must have been pressure on you then the two sisters being so out there and then maybe that had an effect on you being so quiet
1: yeah, I was quiet. And then um singing away in a manger in the back of the car is one of my mum's favourite memories of me and she'd <laughs> you'd stare out of the window and go, oh, what
0: is oh, god, it's a, that's a movie scene in itself.
1: It is. So they were pretty worried. So they you know, I went to a psychologist as well, that's also in my book.
0: <laughs> I, right.
1: What's wrong with her?
0: I know. Thank God you've written a book as well for this. I mean, there's so much to tell.
1: Yeah, so then I kind of ended up um, going to these dancing classes, Indian dancing classes, you know, Indian classical dancing classes. So that's like ballet, but Indian.
0: (laughs) Yeah, great though, amazing.
1: So it's quite a, you know, very strict, written down uh, dance, and it was South Indian classical dance I learnt. And I took to it, I took to it like a Dr. Walter. Oh, brilliant. I absolutely loved it. And I went watching it with my mum and my mum took me to the Panto anyway and to Amdram, you know, and to also the Oldham Coliseum.
0: Oh, you like the female Billy Elliot here. Shape, no. Yeah, so
1: no, she, she was really into She was into it all. Dad was happy that I was happy, basically. Yeah. Dad into football as well. So it was kind of like, you know, it was a very progressive household. But they didn't think that my hobby... <laughs> Was going to become my life. Yeah, they had hoped that it wouldn't, um, but it did. So I lost my dad when I was nineteen. Yeah, so I was at a crossroads. Really, I would promised my dad, you know, to do well. So I did. I went to. I went to. I went to. I was lucky enough to get into university, though. I missed going to Cambridge because I was so so upset. And oh, um, wow. but uh, I, I'm sure he's forgiven. me.
0: Oh, I'm but, sure he's forgiven you now. Yeah, um,
1: but I ended up going to Manchester University to study languages. I was a linguist, you see. So um, yeah, it was it was interesting. And whilst I was at Manchester, I slipped in without them knowing a drama subsidiary course.
0: Oh wow!
1: So. That's how it all kind of happened, and Is
0: that might not, not have happened if you go went to Cambridge. I do think everything in life happens for a reason. And have you ever been tempted? Not being stereotypical, but Nina Wadia, you, you know, have you ever been tempted by Bollywood? Because obviously, some yeah, of so, uh,
1: yeah when I was younger, I was sixteen, uh, and before I decided to do my A levels, I I actually had gone to live with my grandmother in Delhi.
0: All oh, right, okay, and
1: uh, I was dancing and. Um, I mean it's 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 in my book basically I didn't want to leave India I wanted to be part of it and the thing is is the wider family back in India were a little bit more conservative yes so you know my parents were even pushed not to not to encourage me too much but yes I had offer of bollywood at 19
0: yeah oh wow
1: but um, no no it wasn't encouraging. Also my dad had died and sort of the sort of within the patriarchy of my heritage, you know, everybody was looking to Mum to be the person who would put her foot down. You know, and yeah. if he wasn't gonna put her foot down, they were gonna put it down for
0: Right, okay. So,
1: so I wasn't you know, and also I'd made a promise to my dad, so I just thought, well, I'll do what everybody says so by the time I'd gone to university I even got married and then went back to India to (laughs) Do you know what I mean I'd done it like you know I just I tried to follow the path but at every step of that path I can't you know as I'm on the racetrack hurdling you know there's points where you fall off yeah yeah you know I didn't I didn't do exactly what was expected of me and and by the time I was 28 I was pregnant.
0: But let's move to the role that again so many people remember you for and Mm. what a way I mean to to break into television I suppose um, I mean I mean so the cast role is Julie Waters, Victoria Wood, Thelma Barlow, Maxine Peake, Duncan Preston, Celia Emery, Joanne Foggert, Sue Devaney, amazing cast and you obviously Dinner Ladies which was 1998-2000. to I mean an incredible show I mean how was that, getting that, you must have known you were onto something special there.
1: Um, no, I didn't know. I just took the job. <laughs> <It's got laughs> the job. I mean, you don't know. I mean, all you know is that what is special is Victoria Wood and yeah. Julie Walters and Celia and all of those people that you've seen on telly. You know, Thelma, obviously she had been in Coronation Street. I know,
0: Corrie, Corrie was there in your life all along. Yeah, she? so
1: she was stapled to somebody I'd seen on the television. Telly. Yeah. telly-
0: <laughs> And, like you said, I mean, you are amazing at comedy. I mean, was it an easy was it an easy role to get did you did you have to go to the audition?
1: I didn't know that I was amazing at comedy, and thank you for saying so, but i i don't I don't know whether I just think I've got natural instinct
0: yeah but, I, I, that's the only way you can be good at comedy, I think to have natural instinct.
1: The beauty of Vic's words you know they're so finely tuned and honed. she understood funny. She understood funny, she understood what it is, you know, how it is.
0: Is the pressure really on when the writer is also in the show alongside yeah. you?
1: It was it was quite an extraordinary experience. And of course, me and Maxine, it was our first jobs. Both
0: of us.
1: And and I remember we shot the episode The Royals first. You know, because um, okay. out of sequence, isn't it, often? Yeah. You know, and I was just amazed that, you know, I'd have thought telly was filmed in sequence.
0: Yeah, I don't you're right.
1: <laughs> oh, you know, I just had had no experience of being on the television except for, you know, pop videos and adverts. And I'm not telling you which advert I'm in as well. I've got to keep something, <laughs> something quiet. Before the internet, you'll never know, just in case I'm the masked singer or
0: something.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we shot this episode first. You know, it had the famous line, you know, um, about nipples. Nipples and nipples in it. It was the nipples episode. Yeah. It was Anita's nipples episode because you you often think about it in terms of what you're doing in the episode.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, I remember, so we would record it on the Friday and then on the Saturday morning we'd all huddle into this room and watch it back with it.
0: Oh wow! Oh, that's good,
1: and and because we'd record it again on the Saturday, and, and it would be between Friday and Saturday, Was and it the, a live
0: a live audience as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, hopefully, they were alive; they weren't just pretending. But <laughs> you
0: so, know, sorry, did you used to have a live audience on the Friday as well as a kind of yeah recording? Friday
1: and Saturday?
0: Oh wow! Okay,
1: so Vic would then make changes, ah, uh, so that by the dress in the afternoon we'd have new lines and changes and then we'd have to record again, you know, as live. So it's like basically because Vic was so exacting and and rightfully so, it would the pressure was on to never make a mistake. So it was like recording as live.
0: Yes, yes.
1: There was no take one, take two. There was only take one, take two if your line had been crashed. By um, anything, yeah, anything untoward, rather than you not knowing the lines. And I think that that was probably the training that I needed.
0: I mean, my favorite description of the role was pleasant, pleasant, dim, forgetful, and love Celine Dion. Yes, I love Celine. I mean, I
1: love Celine. I love Celine. But you know what? I made. You know, I worked so hard. I, I I watched all these comedies. I looked at people who were, you know, that part. Yeah. That foil, that, that person. I looked at everything. and You know, my notebooks are full. And what Vic said to me, and as I said, you know, in the book I wrote, it's in there. She said that what was really funny to her was that I was so academic and so clever that she loved the fact that I could be so not.
0: dim. yes. But the,
1: the, the beauty of Sunita is there's a layer to that. She yes. doesn't know that she is actually solving it.
0: Yes. And then there's two things I want to mention. Obviously, the book. Firstly, though, you're in the film of Everyone Knows um, uh,
1: Everyone's Talking
0: About Jamie, which has been a huge hit in the West End. I mean, another amazing string to your bone to be in a huge movie that's not been released yet because of COVID, I'm guessing. So it's coming.
1: Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. So I was in the West End with the show. I'm not the original cast. Um, The original uh, person who played Ray was Mina Anwar. Um, I came when Mina left um, I auditioned and I uh, just, you know, me and my audition, so I don't know whether I'm going to get it or not, but I got it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'd, I spent a wonderful year in the West End. You know, it was one of my dreams come true. Yeah,
0: um, I think everyone's dream to have your name in lights and walk into the theatre every day. I think it must be incredible.
1: Absolutely. And my mum, you know, before she died, she she said, that's what you've always wanted.
0: Oh, amazing. And
1: she knew that. She knew that. So, you know. I have to say that despite, you know, the pressures that she had faced about my choices, uh, she was always, always behind me.
0: Well, she must have been so proud of you. And we must just mention that your book... Remember Me. Remember Me, Discovery, My Mum, As She Lost Her Memory. But that must have been, as you said, you've done it over lockdown, it must have been a lovely way to have remembered your mum doing that book.
1: It was, and and, and it, it, it is still because, you know, I mean it's testament to her legacy and the legacy of so many of us who came to this country from, you know, from day dot, from the moment that, um, uh, you know, Britain went to India and vice versa. You know, it's testament to everybody's histories. And it's a, you know, it's histories that Need to be talked about, and everyday life that needs to be talked about, because it just then shows, you know, humanity exists, and the reason why we're one human race is because we exist as people, and that, you know, that's that's why I wanted to write the book, because there's a universality of experience in humanity that I think people have forgotten in this pandemic.
0: And I think because of the work you've done, the audience you can reach with the book like that is amazing. As you know, possibly people who might not read a similar book about the same kind of subjects.
1: Hmm. It's not a memoir, it's not a novel, it's not, you know, a recollection. It's it's a load of things. It's a load of things. I, I would, you know I've never wanted to be put into a box as a person or an actor. So my book is not in that box either. So I'm just, you know, I've come out of my box and I'm waving at everybody. And like, yeah.
0: Here I'm going to end on the review that I love this line, which I think sums you up. Um, Shobh Negalati is the northern heroine of a nation.
1: That's kind, isn't it? That's Lem Sissi. <laughs>
0: Lovely. And I love that. And that's where we'll end. I mean, it's been a pleasure talking to you. What an amazing life, what an amazing career. And long may it continue. Give, oh, I'm either the role of the tweeting in Gori or as a mum, we want to play see you playing a mum.
1: I'd like to be Dev Patel's mum. Yes.
0: Now that would be interesting.
1: Or just my son's mum on the television because he's an actor too. Oh, is he?
0: Yeah. Oh, God. Well, that, yeah, that would be easy. Well, Shobna, it's been amazing talking to you and take care. And um, yeah, brilliant, amazing to hear all these stories. Thank
1: you. Thank, Thank
0: you. Thank you. Take care, Shobna.
1: Thank you, my love. <laughs>
0: An intelligent, passionate and very funny woman. Thank you so much to Show Nicolati for coming on the podcast. Remember, there are two episodes every single week this season of Soap From The Box. Thank you to David Stevens and The Bothy for all their edit and technical wizardry as usual. What a top guy he is. And Ian McCallum for all of his press and PR help remember you can also listen to Soap from the Box now on the brand new radio station Great British Radio which you can find online you'll also find my own show there so you'll have to hear more of my voice anyway stay safe see you next week for two more episodes have a good week